Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Wamsley. As always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, uh, I'm going to cover a bunch of questions. I got a bunch of email questions that came in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I've kind of been putting them off because I've got the COVID thing we've been following closely. Had a lot of people had stuff to work on there. So I thought I'd answer some of these questions. And as I went through them, I noticed there's kind of a, at least, hmm, what's the word for it? I'd say some similarities. And the similarities, as they always do, lead me to start trying to put together some kind of a logical orientation, orientation, whatever you would call it, uh, to share something with you in a manner that would put together some ideas and some type of a uh, rational explanation of a point trying to be made. And um, don't know if I can do that, but again, I will give it my best shot today. I've got a diverse amount of questions here, diverse kind of questions, but they really kind of lead to the same thing, which is understanding real estate and how to buy it, when to buy it, what to buy. And I think mostly what to buy is the question today that's being asked. What should I buy and what shouldn't I buy? So I got sent an email today, actually a couple of days back, maybe yesterday, and uh, said, um, Look at this article. Tell me what you think about this. And the article is stated, um, it's written by Michael Blank. Don't know who that is. Nobody in my world. Uh, but he's got a video here and he's wrote an article. It says, why you should not invest in class A multifamily syndications. Uh, article is written April 29th, 2020. So it's very recent. Investor mindset, passive investing video, finding deals. So I don't know if this guy, I think this guy's just a syndicator is what he is. And he's does educational marketing, which is to give you some information so that you'll pay attention to him, so maybe you'll invest with him if you like his theories. 
is what he's all about. It's pretty prevalent way to market your materials as a syndicator. So um, he's making this point you shouldn't do Class A. Now, he's got some points here that are interesting, relevant points that I want to do as I always do. I'm going to take both sides of the argument. That's the way a type B person argues a point, is that they argue the pro, they argue the con. And then we let you come up with your own decision, and I'll make my own decision as I'll show you as we go into this situation. So the first thing that I think people need to understand is what does it mean to be class A, B, C, and D? And this has really actually changed over the last 10 years in this business. When I first started in real estate 35 years ago, there were such things as class D apartment complexes. And kind of the way they explained it back then was class A is brand new. I mean, it's just brand new within less than 10 years old. Uh, a Class B is older than the newest material out there. So in other words, it was really a different genre. So anything that was built from 1990 back had a completely different look than anything built from 2000 forward. It's a complete, that 20 years past 1990 is uh, actually be 30 years now. 30 years is completely different product uh, than what you got prior to 19, I'm sorry, let me restate that. Prior to 2000, down to 1990, was what would be considered Class B stuff. And then stuff before uh, 2090, I'm sorry, 2009, I'm backwards now, 1980, 90, boy, I've confused myself now. Bottom line, 70s and 80s stuff when I started was Class C, Class B was 80s and 90s, depending on what condition it was. And then past 90s was Class A stuff. There was old Class A and new Class A and so forth. Nowadays, just add 10 years to 20 years to that. But it really doesn't work that way. And the way it really works is, and I found this out by having dinner with a um, statistician one time that owns a company that does this, is what they do is they take whatever the rent per square foot is on all the properties and submarkets like Houston being a submarket, and then they do a median on that, and they do a bell curve, and they, they take um, standard deviation. So there's one, two, median, three, four standard deviations. And so you had A, B, C, and D, depending on where your rent price per square foot was at. All right, that's the way it used to work. There used to be a thing called a Class D property. A Class D property, they had, they had uh, reports about it. I mean, when they had came out with reports on what was the occupancy, what was the rent increase, they came out with reports on A, B, C, and D, right? What was a D? Just so you can get an idea. A D property was a property that you don't see anymore. Um, not very likely. And what it was is that you would go in there and you'd see stuff that was built in the 40s, 50s, 60s. It was deteriorated. The wood cabinets were rotted out. Uh, there were roaches, infestations, it was dirty, much of the stuff didn't work, the appliances didn't work very well, the air conditioners didn't work hardly at all, and people lived in these things, and they were called Class D. Now, interesting thing, I've been in the business 30 years uh, as a consultant, five years as a buyer before that, and in 35 years, I've never seen anybody buy a Class D apartment complex. However, I know tons of people that own them. Now, what does that mean? What that means is no one would ever admit that they were a slumlord. No one would ever admit that they were Class D properties. And so they existed. 
but they got sold as if they're Class C. Well, eventually what happened was two things that changed the entire environment of this business. And one of them was the fact that during the last 20 years, we started buying those properties up because you could buy them for next to nothing. You could put in four, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a door and turn around and double the value of the property because there was so much wrong with them. You could buy them for so cheap and you could put money into them and then boom, they're worth a lot more. They're no longer D's, they're now C's. And this became so prevalent of a real estate investment genre, a type, that everybody was doing it. And so eventually, that old stuff is gone. I mean, there's nothing left of it. It's either been torn down or it's been renovated. So there's no class D's out there. Now, by the way, whenever I say no or all, remember, those are figurative speech. They're not real. There's got to be something out there that's a class D somewhere, right? There's, you know, it's never all or none. It's not very often and most of type of thing, if you understand what I'm saying. So in other words, we don't see them that much anymore. There are very few of them out there. What happened, though, was that because so many people wanted to buy the cheap ones up, they started driving the prices up on Class C apartment complexes. And they were driving the rents up on Class C because there is no way to make any more Class Cs. They're there. They have to deteriorate down to Ds to be Ds. They have to deteriorate down to Cs to be Cs. And so there's no more of them. You don't go build a Class C apartment complex. In fact, you couldn't build workhorse housing, work, I'm sorry, workforce housing, uh, blue-collar housing. You could not build that at a price that you could afford to rent it to the people that would be willing to live there. So you have to find stuff that has deteriorated down to that. And that's the Class C industry. So somewhere around 10 years ago, they just dropped the Class D designation just there was no more of it and they now call it workforce housing that's everything that's a c and or below and then there's the b which is what everybody else white collar people would live in and white collar workers that type of employment type people and then there is class a which is your executive housing and very expensive in fact Living in an apartment, Class A apartments, is as expensive as living in a, in a home. The reason people live in apartments is because the amenities are nicer than your home, and we take care of it. You don't have to mow the yard or clean anything. Uh, you know, the gym's right there on site. The pool's right there on site. Everything you want's right there, yet you don't have to maintain it. Somebody else is maintaining it for you. So hence, you now have three styles of living, three qualifications. What this guy is saying here is he is mimicking a concept that has been around for a long time, which is when there's a recession, people move down. People move down in housing. Now, when I get back from the break, I'm going to go with a, if I've got this here, I had an article. I don't know what I do with it. It might be on the printer, so I'll go check for it. I had an article that showed you what the housing chain was. Now, here it is. There's the housing chain. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about what the actual housing chain is and do people move up and down the housing chain. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. 
Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor, Lynn Murrow, on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. Whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing, uh, so far, we're discussing um, different types of real estate available to invest in and why someone would or would not invest in either A, B, or C type uh, real estate. And by the way, there is A, B, and C type real estate values for single family also, but they're, it's not really used that way in the single family business yonder. Yeah, it's usually this is an apartment type conversation. But one of the things I wanted to cover when we were going to break was what the different housing options are to people. And the, the theory that's being made by this gentleman, which I'm not saying the theory's wrong, I'm just gonna go into the theory and show you some ways where it might be different than what he actually believes. Um, the theory is when the recession hit, people moved downhill. They move to in less expensive, more affordable housing. So let's look at the chain. 
The chain also says that people, as they become wealthier, will move up to better places to live. So that's a theory, right? And so the theory is we move from RVs, and believe it or not, people are living in their RVs now. Uh, I know quite a few people that do, actually. Mobile homes. So you've got a mobile home. You just drive it there with a truck and lay it, you know, sit it down the ground, put, take the wheels off and park it. Class C apartments, Class B apartments, Class A apartments, starter homes, move-up homes, and luxury homes. So the theory is... The theory is people move up and down this chain when times become good or bad. Now, in theory, that makes a lot of sense. The reason in theory that it actually makes sense is simply because when times get tough and people can't afford to live in a Class A apartment anymore, then they're going to go and buy move across the street to a Class B where the rent is $400 a month cheaper is the concept. But what has happened is that the Class Cs have driven their rents up so high and the Class Bs have driven their rents up so high that they're not that much different than the Class As except the top end Class As. So like I own a Class A and my Class A was built in 2010. So my Class A is not brand new. In fact, I, no, I'm sorry. I think it was built in 2000. Gosh, I, I got to look that up now. That sounds stupid that I don't, don't remember, doesn't it? But I just don't. Um, the reality is it's not brand new. That's the whole point. And um, I think it's 2010, yeah. So the, the reality is is that, you know, we've got stuff 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, all the way up. There's 20 years from 10 to 20. There's 10 years of stuff that's newer than mine. So their rents might be, and I'm just I'm making up numbers right now, could be $2 to $3 uh, a square foot of rent, where mine is $1.50, $1.10 to $1.50. Class Bs are $1 to $1.10.20. So there are some Class Bs that are charging more rent than what I'm charging. So is there really a desire to move back down to a lesser quality property when the rent differential is not that much? I believe there's less movement than what this guy believes. Now, let's go to the COVID virus concern, right? The COVID virus concern is, well, people in the Class C apartments aren't paying at all, and Class A's are. The people in the Class A's and our Class B's are paying. Why? Because they have jobs that you can do from home. They're still getting paid. They still have jobs. Whereas the class C worker has the kind of job they just shut down. Bartenders, waiters, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They just closed them down. So those people don't have jobs. Those people also don't have savings. They live from paycheck to paycheck. So as soon as that last paycheck is gone, they can't pay anymore. So we're seeing a dramatic drop in Class C. So this guy's argument that you would never want to buy Class A because in difficult times, and that's actually in his article, in difficult times, the Class Cs are going to stay full because everybody's going to drop down to a Class C. But that's not really the case. And the other thing that it takes into account is all of a sudden Class C people aren't going to just move into mobile homes because if you have a job in inner city somewhere, you're not going to move to a mobile home way out in a mobile home park at like, you know, I'm trying to think an hour, hour and a half away from town. 
you know, because that's the way it is here in Houston. I mean, there are mobile home parks, but they're way, 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 way out of town, right? And then RVs, that's that's retirement stuff. That's desperation stuff. That's my gosh, I can't, you know, how can I live with a room, you know, a box? And that's not going to happen to the average person that's working. It's going to happen to people that either retired and have almost no income coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And I go down that line. On the other direction, people in starter homes are not going to want to move to an apartment. They're not going to want to drop down. However, what happens is when they start losing those homes. And that's the difference. In the 2008 recession, people lost, lots of people lost their homes. And now they don't want to go buy another home. That's like, I just lost one. Why do I want to buy another one to lose? I don't, I don't have the money to buy it. I don't have the credit left to buy it. I don't want to maintain the yard. I'm tired of you know, taking care of the pool. I just want to go somewhere and pay some money and have a place to put my feet up. And boom, they look around. They go, yeah, I really don't want to live in that neighborhood. So they come back to the Class A product which I said Class A's go anywhere from 2000 to 2020. There's 20 years worth of Class A product there that they can look at. And they probably even take a peek at Class B plus stuff, which is the 1990s, 2000 stuff. And they look at that and go, hmm, I could live there if I have to. But wouldn't I like just one more step up? And by the way, if you ever go look at these properties, if you look at the differences in these properties, what you'll see is they're completely different. You can't take a Class B and turn it into a Class A. You can take a Class B and you can put marble countertops, tile backsplashes, all new appliances, all new uh, fixtures, uh, all new flooring. You can make it beautiful on the inside of the unit, but you can't change the ceilings from 8-foot to 10-foot ceilings, right? Or from 8-foot to 9-foot ceilings. You can't change that. You can't change the fact that you have a kitchen that is boxed in and a little square dining room area. Whereas you can't change the fact that in these class A's, they have open concept rooms where the dining room is part of the kitchen, is part of the living room. They're all one big giant room with big high ceilings and just flow to them. You can't remodel that into a class B. And so it's not going to be the same. The same thing with the amenities. You can make the pool pretty and you could put a pergola by a class B pool. But it's not going to be the landscape that comes out of a Class A property and the way they've built that thing. It's just not going to be the same. So people are going to still move, but they're going to move from the most expensive A down to the least expensive A, from the most expensive B down to the least expensive B. So this guy's theories don't make a lot of sense anymore. The other thing he's saying is you should buy Class C because Class Cs are all torn up and you have the opportunity to fix them. And because they're fixable, there's upside potential. Whereas on a Class A, there is no upside potential. And there's a lot of truth to that. I bought a Class A apartment complex. It blew me away. There was nothing wrong with it. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. We're discussing the different types of real estate you can invest in. And uh, I'm just covering an article that was called Why You Should Not Invest in Class A Multifamily Syndications. And the guy's points are as follows. I've covered them, you know, hither and there. Let's go right down the list. Risk of return of class of real estate. Um, he, he believes that Class A is the big, giant, brand-new property that's empty. That's what he believes. And he's saying the part of you know, he goes, when you think about all these recessions, all I can remember is big cities like Miami and Florida where these big condo apartment complexes, high-rises, were just sitting there empty uh, when the recession hit. Well, dude, that's because they were brand new. They weren't even completed yet, and they are trying to fill them up. And that all happened right during a recession. That's not what buying a Class A apartment complex is. That's building a Class A apartment complex. Buying a Class A, you buy it when it's full. The property I purchased was 96, 97% occupied, and there was nothing wrong with it. He's bringing in tons of money. He likes Class C because he can bring in tons of money and do massive rehab and try to make it worth more. Um, no, I just paid for what it was worth, which is not a normal process. I mean, normally uh, we would go for the one where you could buy it and renovate it and make it worth more money. So he's right in that aspect. As, uh, But the point I'm trying to get to here is that when you are a beginner investor, and I'm going to go through a bunch of this, we have enough time. Uh, I'm going to show you some other emails from other people. When you are a beginner investor, you're going to buy crap. And crap looks good to you because you can buy it cheap. Crap has a lot of problems he's not talking about, like people carrying guns, people killing each other, uh, like people robbing, stealing, breaking into cars, driving through your gate. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that happens on the low-end properties he's not talking about. He said, well, I don't mind that. I'd rather that than have a Class A property, well, you know, that has this risk of going completely empty. The Class A's are not going completely empty. The ones he's talking about are empty because they were just built, right? Uh, he talks about recession-proof real estate, which is his theory that I told you about, that Class C's, when times get tough, everybody moves down to a Class C, which, as I told you, isn't the truth anymore. It used to be. It's not now. In fact, uh, in most cases, I don't think anybody that was ever a, a white-collar employee-type person ever really moved back down to a Class C apartment complex. I mean, if you've ever been to a Class C or D apartment complex, the smell alone will get you. I mean, just the, the way things are, but really what it comes down to is the clientele. If you walk in there, you're not going to stay there. You're just going to go, nah. You know what? If I've got any money at all, if I've got any common sense at all, if I've got any 
you know, way or ability to not live here. I'm going to go live somewhere else. I'd rather live with a roommate in a nicer place. I'd rather live with my parents because you got to look at the clientele. Now, the clientele that live there, they all love each other, right? Because they all look the same, they act the same, they dress the same, and they do the same stupid stuff. So when you get older like I did and you become financially successful, you get tired of people doing stupid stuff. You get tired of Class C, you know, tenants. And so when I sold my 11 apartment complexes off two years ago, I sold off all my Class C stuff. I owned a ton of Class C properties. I think some, one or two could have been considered Bs, but most of it was Class C. And I just said, you know what, that's the end. I'm getting married. My wife doesn't want to go to Class C properties. I'm going to buy Class A properties. And so, you know, I bought a bunch of passive deals with people, and they, whatever kind they did, they did because they're out there operating it. But the stuff we're operating, the stuff we're buying is Class A's. And that's what we want to deal with. That's the clientele we'd prefer to deal with, right? And um, the, the recession doesn't make a Class A go, go empty. It just doesn't happen that way. What happens, and this is the truth about the, the cycle, is that the Class A's are going to lower the rents. And then people in the Class B's going, man, I'm paying that much. I might as well go get in the nice place. So they move up to the class A's and the B's start having vacancy. And the B's go, man, I got to compete. I got to lower my rents. So they lower the rents so that people will come live there. But the reality is if they lower their rents, it's not enough to get the people that moved out to come back. It's enough to get the people in the class C to go, you know, I'm living in this crap hole of a place. And now I can go to the place over there. It's really nice, much nicer than what I'm living in now and get the same rent. So they're going to move out. So what do the C's have to do? The C's have to lower their rents too, just to be able to fight amongst each other for the rest of the clientele. Because the bottom end clientele are going to go double up. They're going to go live with the, their buddies, their friends, their baby daddy. They're going to go baby mama. They're going to go live with their mom and their dad and their grandparents. They're just going to double up. They might double up two, three, four families in one unit. Who knows? And so they don't necessarily give you, you know, guaranteed economic occupancy during a recession. Now, what does? I'll tell you what does. Best product at the best price in the neighborhood. If you're positioned to where you can compete and put your rents to where they're right at the bottom level of the neighborhood, and or just a little bit higher and have the best product out there, there's still going to be that number of people. There's going to be 100, 200, 300 people that want the best product at the best price, right? And they're going to come. He also says we don't have value-add deals, and that's not necessarily true. Even with Class A's, there's still some value-add to it. You can raise the rents. You can change the amenities. There's still things you can do to upgrade them even. So the argument here that the guy is saying uh, that you shouldn't buy Class A's is probably true if you're a beginner investor. You probably shouldn't go out and buy yourself a Class A. It's not going to be the kind of real estate investment that you would want to buy, right? But if you are an older person that doesn't mind that there's a little bit lower return, why is there a lower return? Less risk, less reward. That's the bottom line. These things sell for higher prices because everything's new. I've never bought an apartment complex that I didn't have to spend a million, eh, that's probably an exaggeration, half a million to a million to rehab to get it to where I was comfortable with it as to own it until I bought a Class A an apartment complex. We walked the thing. They came back to me and said, there's like $15,000 worth of stuff wrong with the place. That's the only thing we could find. 
So I went to the seller and I said, this is a class A. I shouldn't have to fix $15,000 worth of stuff. And the guy goes, okay, you're right. And he fixes it, right? And he fixes it. So I paid nothing for rehab on this deal. So now, having said that, let's take a look at some other situations. There's a situation here where the person lost $600,000 and went broke in real estate. Why? And I need you to listen carefully to the difference because they bought too expensive of real estate for rental properties. Yes, these people went out and bought expensive homes as second homes, right? They went out and bought expensive homes as second homes and they turned them into bread and breakfasts and or rental properties. And when one of these big expensive homes go vacant, and all of a sudden you're paying two, $3,000 a month in mortgage payments with no rent coming in, it's a disaster. It really is. So what is the difference between one big, giant, expensive house? Well, those houses have to rent for such a high rent that when people do lose their jobs or do have a cut in pay, those are very easily moved out of. And where do they go? They're going to go down to a class A because they're used to living in a decent place. They're not going to go from this luxury house down to a class B. They're going to go down to a class A. And we see this all the time. People between homes, you know, they had one home, they moved out of one home for a job transfer. They'll live in your class A apartment for a year while they build themselves a home. You see that type of stuff. But to buy those big expensive houses is going to be a detriment to you. It's going to destroy you. It's going to kick your booty on that type of investment. Um, another guy sends me an email here. I don't know which one it was here. He, he was saying that, should I buy a vacation home? And along the same lines, a vacation home is not a good purchase for real estate. Expensive homes are not good purchases for real estate. You need median price housing if you're going to rent houses. Apartments, you can go A, B, or C, and you'll make it any one of the three if you're a good operator. If you're not a good operator, then you're going to have your challenges. In this COVID thing, Class Cs have been the more difficult to operate because they just cut everybody's job off. So it's not a matter of them how much they had for income. They had no income. They flat couldn't pay. And so, you know, it, this, this may not be a normal type recession. Normally, the, uh, the real estate would blow up and the jobs would blow up for other reasons. Um, but not just because everybody stopped working all at once. So, you know, I, in the future, I don't think that the A, B, C, and D thing again is that relevant. But the type of real estate is. So a guy asked me, should I buy a, a, a second home, a vacation home? And I've been against vacation homes for 30 years. I said, look at this. Just think about this for a second. And I've only got one minute to do this, so it's not going to work out very well. I don't want to go on vacation and clean and do my laundry. I don't want to go on vacation and go to the same place every year. I don't want to have to worry about something, what's happening to it during the seasons, as the seasons go by. Uh, I don't want any of that hassle, and I don't want that risk, and I don't want that much of my money wrapped up in something that's not making me any money. When we come back, I'll finish the rest of the story. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years, and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around 
and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370. Here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. When we went to break, I was discussing the concept that there are types of real estate that make good investment properties and types that don't. And um, the types that I was telling you just are really bad investments are any type of expensive places in expensive areas, especially if you're trying to rent them on short-term leases and so forth, especially for like uh, uh, waterfront property and, and so forth. Um, the second point that I went to was um, the second type of property I would never buy is uh, a second home. Um, why? And the, before we went to break, I made all the points that, you know, basically the hassle of dealing with it, the the invested capital that's tied up that could be used to get rich somewhere, uh, the fact you have to go to the same place every year and you get tired of it. And then the worst part is when you get there, you have to take care of it. You have to do your own laundry. You have to do your own cooking, your own dishes, your own this, your own that. And that just is, to me, what vacationing is all about. To me, I would rather take the money you would spend to buy that second home and I know I'm going to go to hell with many of you right now with your spouse. But get rid of that thing. Sell that. Buy yourself an apartment complex and let the apartment complex make you a ton of money each year. Take that ton of money and decide someplace new to go every single year. Travel the world. And when you do, travel first class. Have somebody pick you up in an Uber, take you to the airport, drop you off at the door, have the people take your luggage and put your luggage through for you. You leisurely find your way through. Um, make sure you've got the top-of-the-line ticket where you can walk right through, get yourself on the uh, the list that allows you to not have to go through check-ins, which I have, so you just show up, you walk right through, you go to your to wherever your gate is. When you get to your gate, you have all the amenities because you're the star card holder type thing. You get on, fly in first class, so you have tons of room, you're not squeezed, you're not uncomfortable. Um, you get 
drinks and dinner that you like instead of the crap, you know, peanuts and stuff that you hate. And then when you get there, somebody else picks you up and drives you to whatever hotel you want to be in. They pick up your baggage. They carry it up to your room for you. They throw out all types of amenities for you. You just live your life from that point. You go to anywhere you want by, by cab or Uber and enjoy everything you want to. You leave the room a mess. They come in and they clean it for you. And you go out and swim and get dirty and muddy and sandy. Come back in, leave it in the room. They clean. Just do whatever you want to do. Enjoy the heck out of yourself. And when you're all done leave it all behind no laundry no cleanup nothing just leave it all behind have someone pick up your bags take it down to your uber uber to the airport fly back home have an uber pick you up and boom you do nothing that's vacationing and a different place every year so that you can see the world not the same place my grandfather had a river cabin it was in the swamp along the mississippi river and you literally, you could only get in there during certain times of the year because the other times of the year the river was high. It would flood the road. You couldn't get in there. And there were snakes. And it was a swamp. And the house was up on stilts. And it was dirty and nasty and ugly. And I hated going there. Yet to them, this was their second home. They were rich because they had this dirty, nasty cottage out in the middle of the swamp. People, the difference here is that Whatever you have as a personal social agenda, at whatever social economic level you're in, that's what you're going to look for. Your problem is thinking that everybody's looking for it also. Here's an example of a guy. The worst thing you can do, now think about this, when you have no money at all, you have a job. What real estate investor gurus do is they take these poor guys and they tell them they need to be wholesalers and flippers. And so they take a guy who has no money to invest and tell him, go find deals for me so I can make money on the deals. Go find deals and sell them to somebody else. And when they sell them to somebody else, they make a little bit of money. But it's a job. It's work, search, look, find, buy, sell, make money, and start all over again. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. You're not really investing. You're not building wealth of any kind. And you see people do this all the time. This is the absolute worst thing to do. Because you believe you're in real estate. You believe you're an investor when you're not an investor. And so you start believing you're going to get ahead doing this. But you're not going to get ahead. This is like just having a second job. And I see people do this all the time. And mentors, my gosh. Whenever somebody tells me that they teach wholesaling and flipping, what they're telling me is when I got into real estate, I was broke. I was poor. And I was ignorant. And I figured out that you could take broke, poor, ignorant people and figure out how to steal their houses from them and sell them to somebody else for a higher price. So there it is. I became a flipper, a wholesaler. Now, once I learned how to do that and I could do it, I figured out, man, that's a lot of work. And I don't really want to do that anymore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to become a teacher. Remember the old saying, if you can't do it, teach it. If you can't teach it, legislate it so nobody else can do it or teach it. That's very common. And so these guys start teaching this stuff. And eventually they make money by teaching because there's more volume in teaching. You can talk to 100 people instead of do one deal. Uh, and if you know how to build a business, you can build a business as a teacher. And it's a whole lot easier than going out and trying to wholesale and flip all these houses. So... They end up become gurus. 
they still aren't real estate investors. <laughs> I remember one guy that used to be an employee of mine went out and became a real estate guru. Uh, and then five years later, he put on Facebook, I finally bought my own apartment complex. He'd been a syndicator. He'd been using other people's money to buy stuff for years. But it wasn't until five or six years later, he goes, I finally bought my own apartment complex with my own money. Now, that blew my mind when I saw that. And I actually, I shouldn't have done it, but I actually wrote back to him. It's about time. He didn't write back to me, so he obviously didn't appreciate the humor in the deal. But there's the humor, guys. What should you do? You should go buy real estate. If you can only afford rent houses, start with rent houses. But what kind of rent houses? I guess I better cover that tomorrow because that's quite in-depth. It looks like it needs to be covered. I've got three or four emails here about disastrous situations people got into. And in every single one of them, which I don't have the time to go into now, so I'll cover it tomorrow. In every single one of these situations, I could have told you they were going to be a disaster at the very start of their investment. Why? Because they bought the wrong type of real estate as an investment. Hope we helped a little bit today, and uh, we got a lot more tomorrow so that we can keep you up to date and get you where you need to be to get involved in this COVID environment where we're going to make some money. Have a wonderful day, and keep in mind, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.